Hey ladies, it is April the something, fourth maybe. It's Monday afternoon. It's so beautiful here in South Carolina. The sun's shining and I was in church yesterday morning and had a beautiful time of worship and was really enjoying the music and then the preaching was just so good and I just thought, you know what? I've never really heard this message this way, in this way, and it just really spoke to me. And that's such the coolness of the Bible. It's living and active, and like when you have a truly just gifted teacher that can really take the Bible and teach it, oh man, we can learn something new every time. So this was all about Mary of Bethany and how she spent time with Jesus. And honestly, I just want to share this with you and, and kind of bring it into where we are in our lives right now and how we can truly build this relationship with Jesus. Enjoy. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of over drinking, even when you told yourself you would stop waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3am with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself. You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal, quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found and I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Okay, friends. So like I said in the intro, I just really just enjoyed this message yesterday and I'm not going to be able to really clearly communicate it in the way that our amazing pastor does. But just first want to start out by reading a little bit of the scripture so you can get some context of what's going on here. And I just want you to think of it, and this is even how he presented it, is we're coming up on the month of Easter, right? And if you're a Christian, then this is everything to us. The death, the burial, the resurrection is what it's all about, to have the freedom in Christ and know that heaven is our home. And To be able to love him more and spend more time with him is a heart's desire of mine. And I hope that it can be yours as well. So in Mark 14, it was just kind of talking about how Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon. And while he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume made from the essence of nard. She broke open the jar and poured the perfume over his head. Some of those that were indignant, just like, huh, just like indignant is just like, huh, the judgy, like huffing and puffing. Why waste such expensive perfume, they ask. It could have been sold for a year's wages and the money given to the poor. So they scolded her harshly. But Jesus replied, leave her alone. Why criticize her for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you and you can help them whenever you want to, but you will not always have me. 
She has done what she could and has anointed my body for the burial ahead of time. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. So let me break down just a couple of things that I learned from this. First of all, apparently this value of this perfume back in these days was basically a year's worth of wages that someone could earn, a man would earn during this time. So not only did she bring something of value, she brought something worth probably the highest value that she had. She was giving her best, anointing, blessing Jesus with her best. That's a big part of it. And then if you noticed, when you think about people who are indignant or they're judgy, especially inside of people who try to portray themselves as churchy, godly, however you want to put it. You notice how they didn't just scold her in the sense of like, uh, you know, just towards her. They put this little twist on it. Like, uh, it could have been given to the poor. Like, you know, just this like versus just saying, hey, why are you going to use all that expensive perfume? And it's just a sign that they knew the value. And it's interesting how people, when they look upon you, how many times have you had people like easily tell you what you should be doing with your life (laughs) or you should be making the choices or what type of choices you should be making, but they're not even looking at their own self and what they're doing. So I just thought that was interesting too, how he brought out, and I may not have communicated that very well, but just the fact that there's that little, it kind of even feels like that little jab. You're not just dogging me. You're not just pointing out this thing that you see. You're you're even kind of making yourself look good in it, like you have these other grandiose ideas, right? And here's what Jesus said. He said, leave her alone. Oh my gosh. The king of heaven basically said, leave her alone. Man, how good must that have felt for him to protect her and watch over her? How dare them criticize her? Because she, even though she might not even realize what she was doing, she was preparing him for burial. And this was sort of like a, you know, just showing that, you know, he was very well aware this was coming. You know, she was anointing him that way. And what I thought was cool, too, with the oils and things like that, like, that sounds kind of weird. Like, ugh, she poured, like, oil and perfume. Like, how strong that would have been and kind of, like, felt kind of. Because it said she, like, cracked it over his head. Then it went down to his feet. And she actually used her hair to wipe his feet. It's so, so bizarre for us in this time of life. But... That was the thing then. That's how they were cleansed. And, you know, they you could smell better, right? They didn't have running water and showers like we do here. So it's just such this beautiful picture of not only her bringing to him her most high, high valuable possession and what meant probably something really, really huge to her, but it was the tenderness and care that she gave to him. And I just thought that was beautiful. And the question was, you know, like, how can we love him more during this season? So then I was reminded of in Luke, where you remember the other story, if you've been around the Bible a little bit, where Mary and Martha, they had welcomed Jesus into their home, right? And Mary, this is the same Mary, she was sitting at the Lord's feet, just listening to what he taught, 
but Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come help me. Like she was like, you see your like siblings, right? <laughs> She's like, I'm over here doing all the work and cooking all the dinner. And sister over here is just sitting here at your feet. Like, what's up with that? Like, I know I get frustrated when people are, I would choose to say that they're lazy, right? Or they're sitting around while I'm doing all the work. But listen to what the Lord said. My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. And I was just like, oh, how many times do we as women spend all this time busy in the kitchen, cleaning our house, doing all the details, and not just sitting and spending time, not only here, I want to parallel this with your family and your children in relationships that mean something to you, like, just compare it, like, is it really, are you really, really connecting and getting the ones, getting to know the ones in your presence if you're just busy doing? Like, how do you tend to these relationships if you're so worried about your to-do list and you're so worried about maybe even the things that other people see? Like, maybe you're even like judging, like, I have to do this because of what someone will think, or I have to do this because this is just what we do at Easter, or this is just what we do at holidays. I want you to really ask yourself, are you connecting? Are you being present? So many of you tell me over and over, like, I really want to be a more present mom. I want to be more present in my life. Well, this is so clear to me how God is saying and even modeling in this that it has to start with your presence with Jesus. It has to start with you learning and intentionally sitting still at his feet. Because will anything matter later? That's what he's saying. He's like, there's only one thing worth being concerned about. And Mary has figured this thing out. Because do all these chores matter? Does the cleanliness of the house matter later? So I want to ask you, how can you, you and only you, I want you to just ask yourself, like, how can you set intentional time for Jesus? Not just checking the box in the Bible app or doing your Bible study that you're involved with and answering all the questions. These are all really, really good things. I'm not saying that. Like, I do the Bible app regularly. And I could really get into the habit of doing that in the doing of the Bible app, the doing of the Bible study, the doing of going to Sunday school or whatever. But I haven't spent time sitting at the feet of Jesus. It's very, very different. So how can we love him more? What does this mean to you to sit at the feet of Jesus? Have you ever done it before? Maybe it's been a long time since you've, ever, since you've gotten still. Maybe there's so much going on in your life and there's so much chatter in your head that you've been afraid to get still. I can speak to this, ladies, because I have had real seasons of disconnect where I felt super far from God, not really feeling Him or hearing from Him, feeling just like dry and lonely and disconnected. And 
I've had seasons of true, deep connection where I have felt his presence. I've felt his guidance. I've actually felt his, like, downloads, as I call them, deep in my chest when I ask him something and he answers me. I felt strong and rooted in that. And you know what the common denominator was the whole time? (laughs) It wasn't anything he did or did not do. It was me. It was what else was I doing in my life? How much time was I spending worried and consumed with other things? Of course, on this podcast, we have to talk about how, how numb were we? How many times did we just check out and just decide to drink alcohol or check out and, and zone out on Netflix? Because we just chose to instead of sitting with him. And I'm not saying it's easy, and I'm not saying that the first time you do it, you're going to have this huge epiphany or awakening or, like, experience. But he's there. I promise you. And he promises that he will be found. If you keep knocking, if you keep seeking, he will be found by you. So what does this look like to you? I just want you to ask. And I want you to reach out to me because, listen, this looks different for everyone There's been different experiences for me, but a lot of times it's just me finding this really beautiful, quiet space. Most of the time I'm closing my eyes because I do not want this outward stimulation of distractions. Sometimes I'll have soft music on. I'm very sensitive with sound. I get very distracted with sound if there's something like words or TV or noises outside. So I really like to have a very like instrumental calming music. And honestly, that's a lot of times what I do anyway inside of my journaling time, my release pages, all the different things that I use in my self-development. But I just sit and you know, you can just start with just being like, hey, I just want to, I want to feel you today, Jesus. I want you to just speak into my heart. I don't, it's been a while. I really struggle sometimes getting still because my thoughts go crazy and I really get insecure and it just feels weird when it's quiet because it's not quiet. Like the room around me is quiet, but there's just a lot of voices. God, help me just clear out my mind and open my spirit to hear you and hear from you and just breathe. Take some deep breaths, relax your body Allow him to be found by you. Seek him and you will find him. And as you begin this process, the more time you spend with him, the more you really get to know him and you know what he wants for your life. And he gives you the desires of your heart and he will guide you and you can trust him. He is trustworthy. We can't trust someone that we don't know. Could you trust someone with your family member that you don't know? Would you trust someone with yourself in a very vulnerable situation that you didn't know? You must spend time with him to get to know him, to trust him and believe and know without a doubt that he is trustworthy. So here's my challenge to you. I want you to go find those, find those stories. Dig into it a little more if you'd like. If you want to hear the entire message, it is beautiful. It is Church at the Mill app on podcasts where you listen to it. DJ Horton is my pastor's name. 
is a beautiful message. It would be from yesterday, which I believe would be April the 3rd, Sunday. You can find it. You can find that on YouTube if you want to watch it. If you want to hear the whole story behind this and all the more details from his amazing, gifted teaching and preaching is so great. Um, And then I just want to invite you to spend time with Jesus this week. And I want you to seek him. And I want you to be honest with yourself. Do you Have you ever really tra- had a true relationship with Him? Do you understand what that means? Ask Him. Just talk to Him. He is the God of the universe that created you. Every part of you. And if you're just super curious or like want this and you really want this, but you have, you have some questions, that's what I'm here for. You can email me, Coach Michelle Porterfield at Gmail. You can direct message me over at Instagram. Like, I'm here to support you, love on you, and pray for you. So how can you love him more as we go into the Easter season? And how can you really spend time sitting at the feet of Jesus? I hope this blessed you today. And until next time, stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.